0: Oh, shit. I stole a library book. They're probably going to want that back, aren't they? And now Peasley wants me to bring him the adapter. The one he shouldn't know about? Somehow, I feel like handing it to him would be the last I ever see of it. Safest thing to do is probably just to give all this stuff back and be done with it. I hate the idea of letting those bastards win, but I'm worried about what might happen if I don't. Are they going to come after my family and mess up their lives like they did with the Castillos? You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast.
1: When we last left River, he had cracked open the book, a strange little book, a book named Wondrous Visions of the Library of Heaven written by Carl B. Ibstad. Julio had mentioned where it was located in his house, even though Julio had never been there. It was an odd occurrence. Pages seemed to fly by as River read the book. The book itself is part of a manifesto, part catalog of oddities, and part devotional to something that he called angels. He claims to have made contact with the human servants of the angels of the library. He termed the idea motion throughout the arm of human history. It encourages humanity to abase itself and serve the power of the library. And it talks about the great library of Panacticus. Dad. Dad. Earth to dad.
0: What? What time is it?
1: 9.30. You've been standing here for the last 45 minutes, just flipping through the book. Do you want nachos or
0: not? Nachos? Um, sure.
1: Okay, good. I was a bit worried there, because you got that look in your eye.
0: Uh, yeah, it's... Have you seen this book before?
1: Yeah, it's some weird religious book. Never knew why you guys had it.
0: Really? You You never read it? No, I mean it.
1: Well, I kind of flipped through it. I flipped through all of them here. I get bored. Okay. Why you haven't read it? Well, obviously you finished now.
0: When did we get it?
1: I don't know. It maybe like when I was 8 or 9? 10? I don't know. I just that's when I started like reading and reaching the books up on the shelves.
0: Okay. No, never mind.
1: Is it wait, is it one of those books?
0: Yes and no. Can I see it? Thought you already saw it.
1: Yeah, but I never really read it now that I know about these things.
0: Oh you're gonna read it anyway. What's it about? A library. Or or angels or one of those. Did
1: I wonder if you could go see what the library looks like? Do you think the, the, the helmet will would work to take you there? Can can we can we try? Oh. I haven't, used, I haven't had to need it. I've, I've, I've been pretty good. I haven't had nightmares in a while, Dad. I'm not overusing it. Like you said, I shouldn't.
0: Well, that's good. Um,
1: I mean, I did look in on a couple things uh, a few weeks ago. Is this something that I want to know about? I just wanted to know what the specials were down at Wong's. I didn't want to call them, and they didn't have them up online. Like, you know, I want to know if they had Duck. Next time, call them. This was so much faster. Okay. Also, boys' locker rooms are really dirty.
0: You cut that out. Okay.
1: She smiles and heads off. I'm just kidding anyway. Sort of. I'm gonna go make nachos. I'll be right there.
0: Okay. What to do? Let's see. Dr. Peasley wants that cable. Even though I didn't ever tell him about that cable. I will reply to his message saying... What cable would that be? Your phone rings. I'll answer it.
1: Uh, hello, may I please speak with Mr. Reduct? Speaking. This is Professor Nathaniel Wingate Peasley. The cable that I'm speaking about is the. It is almost like a universal attachment. It's the one you spoke of when uh, you found your friend.
0: I don't believe I recall speaking to you about that.
1: Oh, yes. We spoke on the telephone, like we are right now.
0: If you say so.
1: I do. And at that time, I said that it would be a good idea for... uh, You should hand that over to me, as it was something that I might be able to assist. Our good friend, Neville Brown, had mentioned the same. He supports my idea.
0: Really, I didn't realize you were knowledgeable about uh, that sort of technology.
1: Ah, it was from my time when I spent in the library.
0: Ah. And you want me to, uh give this cable to you? Promptly.
1: And whatever recording device that was also uh, with it as well. I mean, this is knowledge that should not be had by anyone. Uh, it needs to be kept under lock and key, and I i believe I am the one to hang on to it.
0: Not something you're going to return to its uh, original owners?
1: Absolutely not. I am not allowed to go back. As I mentioned earlier, like you, I am a rogue.
0: Yeah, I should have done World Humid on that. Way back when.
1: So, I have office hours available tomorrow if you would like.
0: Oh, I suppose I could drop by.
1: Excellent. You are a good egg.
0: I'm glad you think so.
1: Well, then I will talk. I will see you then.
0: All right. And he hangs up. All
1: right. Katie comes out holding a large plate of nachos with cheese and grilled chicken on top that's been shredded a little bit of sour cream, and some peppers.
0: And I'm, I'm going to get out that cable and show it to Katie and say, you think we can cobble together something that looks like this? Yeah, I think we
1: can. Tonight? She pulls up her phone, looks, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think we can. Um, I mean, this is just a USB, you know, a, an open USB on this end. I don't know what that is, but we can maybe... Um... We might be able to do it tomorrow. I mean, we could buy a 3D printer online and have it have it here tomorrow by noon. She pulls up her phone in Amazon. Uh, okay. Okay, so it's gonna add a couple extra bucks for the for for, but it'll be here by noon. Um, let's go take some pictures of it with the phone. Um, I've got some software, and we can do like a a, a, a scan of it.
0: Okay, let's get to work.
1: You go about taking a bunch of pictures around this thing and she pulls up a couple applications on the computer and shows you what she's doing is she is making a 3D rendering of it. Well it's on screen looks pretty good looks pretty close.
0: Yeah we don't actually have the uh, whatever socket it's supposed to plug into to try it but uh, well it's the best we can do right?
1: Yeah, well, we can re- we're going to reproduce the socket. you know, we're going to reproduce the dongle end here, and she points on the, the screen and then points on the cable itself.
0: Yeah, I guess that would work.
1: not much more we can do, but we can go ahead and try printing it up tomorrow morning once, when it gets here.
0: I, I hope it shows up on time. Oh, I, I need to make another copy of this this uh, flash drive too.
1: Okay. she takes it off your hand, drops it into her computer. And then uh, copies it to another flash drive and hands it to you, hands them both back to you. There you go. Thanks.
0: Did I ever tell you you're a great kid? Not enough. But you did just
1: buy me a a $600 3D printer.
0: Yeah. I better talk to your mom about that.
1: (sighs) Yeah. Good night. She smiles, and she's standing at her door, kind of closing the door and pushing you out gently in a fun, you know, in a fun-loving kind of way.
0: All right. Good night. What to do now? Oh, get some sleep.
1: Okay. Around three o'clock in the morning, you're awakened with a loud banging on your door.
0: What the hell?
1: Jen wakes up. What, what's that? And it's banging again.
0: I'm going to go unlock my pistol and head for the door.
1: You hear banging on the back glass door as well. The
0: sliding glass door to your backyard. So front and back? Yep. I want to look and see what's out the front door. You
1: see a man dressed in tactical gear. No helmet, but he does have a hat on. Michael Harris, open up the door. Who are you? That's not important. You need to give us the information. Open up the door or we will open it for you. Who sent you? You know who sent us. Well, shit. That information is not for your eyes, not for the eyes of everyone. And now you've put it out there.
0: All right, all right.
1: There's more banging on the back door.
0: Is that your people at the back too?
1: Yes! With that, the back door shatters. The front door gets slammed and you see it start to creak. Take it easy, okay. The person on the front is banging on the door and you see that the wood and the door jam is breaking. In the kitchen, in the back of the house, you see some movement as you see two or three shadows move in. One of them, you catch a fluorescent glow-in-the-dark sight on the front of a shotgun.
0: I will quickly put down my pistol and put my hands up.
1: The person just walks walks into you, holding the shotgun barrel up. Jen calls down, Mike, what's going on? Stay out of it. The person standing in front of you is a middle-aged man dressed in a polo as well as uh, pajamas and sneakers, like pajama pants and sneakers. Where is it? And he jabs you with the shotgun in the chest. Over here. Where are you going?
0: Uh, where would I have left that? <laughs> Probably in my pants pocket. Are you wearing your pants? Uh, no. It's the middle of the night. Okay. I would have taken it out of the pants and put it on the dresser or something. Okay. So then it's probably upstairs
1: in your room on the dresser.
0: I will go upstairs and say, Jen, get get the flash drive off the dresser. The guy
1: has followed you and he's holding the shotgun to your back. Your breath is short. This threat is, you feel it's serious. This is, this is fucking scary. Jen, um, okay, here, um, do you see that she's opening the door?
0: I'll just reach my hand through.
1: She puts them in your hand, and she's opening the, the door more as so though that she wants to see what's going on.
0: Close the door. Are you okay, Mike? So far.
1: I'm going to call 911. I don't think that's a good idea. And she shuts the door. The guy puts his hand out. I will hand over the flash drive. He tosses it down the stairs, and someone else picks it up and looks at it. When they pick it up, they actually kind of go out of focus for a brief moment, almost as though that they are glitching. This is it. Did you give them both or one? Just the original. Okay. This is it. uh, We've got it. Operation says to punish him. The guy looks at you. I'm sorry, Mike Harris. And he raises the shotgun. You could sense he's about to pull the trigger.
0: I will try to push it out of the way. All
1: right, Mike. Go ahead and give me an unarmed combat roll.
0: Oh, I don't much like this. What? Three. Zero, three. Excellent. You push
1: him and the, the shotgun out of the way, and a shotgun blast goes off. He hits the banister of the stairwell, and you're currently pushing the gun away and up, so this way it's not aimed toward anybody's room, like your wife's, or your kids. And you're both fighting and struggling, and he's trying to push against you. Go ahead and give me a strength roll.
0: Okay... Oh, no. 99?
1: Ooh! He rolled a zero, double zeros. He rolled a (laughs) hundred. You're both struggling and you're both pushing and another round goes off and the banister gives way, pitching you both down the stairs. I gotta look something up real quick.
0: What, falling damage?
1: Yep. Would you say this would be a five meters would be a proper height? No more than that. Okay. Go ahead and give me a percentage roll for lethality.
0: Uh, 32.
1: Okay. So, for fall damage, it's 1% per meter fallen, so it would be 5%. So you rolled above that, so you do not die from the fall.
0: Well, that's nice.
1: But you do take five points of damage. Ouch. Oh! Your assailant, though, lands awkwardly on his head, and his shoulders collapse into him as he rolled 0-1. Ooh! You have his shotgun in your hands still as you landed on top of him. There are two others here in the hallway, and you kind of scramble. Let's see how um, how well you react to that. Give me a con roll.
0: Okay. I'm pretty good at that.
1: 13 out of 60. Okay. So you are not stunned. You're You're kind of sore because you took a pitch off of a down the stairs again. Oh, the stairs. And, uh, you're kind of scrambling to your feet. What are you gonna do?
0: Um, these two... Do they look like they're getting ready to shoot me? Yes, one of them does. He has
1: a small, snub-nosed revolver.
0: Alright, I'm gonna take a shot at him. Okay. Oh, that's gonna be a miss, uh. 65 out of 48. Because you are
1: within close range with the shotgun, go ahead and roll 2d10 for me.
0: 2d10. Seven. You shoot.
1: It connects. He slams up against the wall. A good portion of his shoulder has been peppered with the birdshot. The other one takes off on a run. The guy in front of you that you shot is breathing and looking down as he's leaning against the wall.
0: I will disarm him if he's still got the gun.
1: You disarm him easily. You kick the gun out of his hand.
0: Jen, call 911 after all.
1: Oh my God. Oh my God. What happened? Oh my God. What happened? As Jen and Katie come to the top of the stairs, you see the guy in front of you begin to disapparate, disintegrate, disappear. It looks as though that his body is turning to black static and sand. The fellow that fell and broke his neck is doing the same. Within a few moments, the wind from the broken doors picks up and takes away any remnants of their bodies. There is no blood on the walls. There is no blood on the floor. They are gone. The USB drive is on the floor where this guy was
0: well that uh, that was scary
1: Jen comes down and she's holding one of the broken spindles from the banister she's holding it like a baseball bat are are they gone Mike?
0: yeah they're gone are you okay? um I'm a little bit banged up but I'll be alright give me a sanity roll Mm, thank you Eighty seven Ooh. But I am adapted to violence now. You are?
1: Um you do not suffer any any loss for for this. Oh wait, no, you said you failed, right?
0: Yes, I did fail.
1: You take you do take one one sanity
0: loss. Well did you call nine one one or not? I did, yeah. Well, we can have some explaining to do. What happened? Uh, some people tried to collect a thing that they thought belonged to them. Does it belong to them, Mike? Does information belong to anybody? Now is not the time for the Napster argument. Um, from from their point of view, yes. But it's it's not something we can tell the uh, the regular police. Um, we'll just have to say that, uh... it Mike, is it
1: in the house? Is it that, is it that, that USB drive? Yeah. Can you take it somewhere not here?
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do something about
1: it tomorrow. When tomorrow? Uh... Someone broke into our house, Mike. I know, I know. Someone shot in our house. You hear police sirens in the background.
0: Yeah, um... Look, somebody somebody tried to break in, we don't know who or why, um, and uh, I defended our, us. Did you shoot them? Uh, obviously not, there's no blood. No, I just fired into the ceiling, and they ran away.
1: Okay. The sirens get louder as the police arrive. A Concord police officer comes up with the weapon drawn. Put down your weapon. I'm unarmed,
0: I'll hold my hands out.
1: He takes a step in and clears the hallway, peers into the living room,
0: clears that.
1: There was a home break-in, are they still here?
0: No, they're gone. I did have to discharge uh, my shotgun, but uh, didn't hit anything.
1: He looks around, looks up, and he walks into the kitchen. He's kind of looking in the back, calls in a a few things on on his radio and comes back in with his weapon holstered. He asks you all sort of questions as to what happened. And what I'm going to need from you is I'm going to need you to roll you mint because you're not necessarily telling the truth.
0: all mm. good, all good. Uh, 76 out of 57? Ooh, okay. Not a fumble.
1: No, it's not a fumble. Another police officer shows up and then another, and you actually have a full complement of about six cops in less than a half hour there.
0: I've told them early on that I'm a uh, federal law enforcement officer. Okay.
1: They take statements from you and your wife. They ask for descriptions of the people that that broke into the house. What do you provide
0: them? I say that they were wearing dark clothing and had uh, uh, ski masks on.
1: The officer takes the information, looks at you a little side-eyed. They determine that after a while that the area is secure and that it's okay to go home. It's about 4.30 in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning before they leave. The sun is threatening to come up. After they leave, Jen looks at you. So when are you going to get rid of that that information, that 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 thing?
0: As soon as I can.
1: Um... I'll call a contractor and we could see what we can do about getting the, the door fixed or should we put this on the homeowners? Uh
0: Find out how much it'll be first. Okay.
1: Get that thing out of here, Mike. Yep. Katie comes down about six o'clock with her earbuds in, her eyes wide. What
0: happened? This is the downside of this job. We get information that some people don't want us to have. Oh my God.
1: Did this have anything to do with me trying to see the library last night? And Jen, Jen looks at her. Like, very angry look. Like, Mom will kill
0: you with the chonkla look. Uh, I would guess probably not. Okay. That's why, I, that's one of the reasons I want you to be careful of that thing. You never know what people can do or what they know. A purple van pulls up outside.
1: And a guy in a baseball cap is walking up with a large box, sets it down, kind of looks inside. Uh, everything okay? Uh, yeah. Got a delivery for you. Oh, great. And then he walks away sheepishly. Katie runs out, goes to grab the box, it's pretty heavy, and and she kind of brings it in through the smashed open door. They got here early.
0: Yeah, um, get that taken care of as quick as you can. Mike, what's that? Um, didn't I tell you last night that we we went ahead and ordered the 3D printer? Oh, that's right. I kind of forgot because
1: somebody tried to break in our goddamn house!
0: Uh, yeah, uh, let me me deal with that right now. I'm going to send a text to the R-Cell chat saying, From River, need to make a drop in the green box. All caps, urgent. Rooster replies, Okay, I can be there in 15 minutes. Are you okay, Sherlock? River replies, I'll live. I'll see you soon. You get in the vehicle. Are you taking both of the... Yeah, I'm taking the cable and the uh, original uh, flash drive. You meet up with Rooster at the green box. He looks at
1: you, opens the door. It's not a book, is it?
0: I show him what I've got, thinking to myself, damn, should have brought the book.
1: Okay, put it over there.
0: Okay, I will uh, put them over there.
1: Rooster locks up behind you, and you head back home? Yeah. When you get there, Katie's standing there in the living room, holding onto a cable that looks identical to the one that you had just dropped off. Does this work, Dad? Looks good. Um, here you go.
0: Okay, I hope this works.
1: Jen comes out of the kitchen area. All right, I've got a contractor coming today. We're going to get the new, uh, you get a text message from Rowan. Check in when you can. I'm deeply curious.
0: Oh, we'll ignore that for now.
1: We have enough. We can cover getting the doors fixed. I don't want to put it through the insurance because the insurance, the, the rate's going to go up or they could possibly drop us at renewal.
0: Yeah, stupid insurance.
1: So I've got a contractor looking at the doors, he's gonna come look at the banister and look at the hole that you put in the goddamn ceiling- sorry, the hole that somebody else put in the ceiling. You didn't do it. Officially, I did it. She walks over to you, puts her arms around your neck. I love you, Mike. This- I'm sorry you have to put up with this. I'm glad everyone is okay. All of this can be fixed. I don't want this coming into the house again.
0: I'll keep it out if I can. Okay,
1: I trust you. She slaps you on the chest, playfully. Ah, careful with the ribs. Oh, sorry. Did you break anything? I don't think so, but I'm awful sore. Alright. Did you get rid of it? Is it is it gone? It's It's gone. Alright, go take care of this. Get Let's get this. I want this out of our life, Mike. Yeah, me too. She walks over and gives Katie a hug and Katie is kind of like wide-eyed surprised like what's going on?
0: So I'm going to I'm gonna grab the copy of the flash drive and the fake cable and the book Okay First I'm gonna head into my office and I will take a picture of the uh, title page of the book It comes out
1: clearly you get a clear picture of the title page.
0: And I want to forward that to Mr. Clopper's number with a text message saying, might be for sale. Interested?
1: A reply comes back, very interesting. What is your price?
0: Oh, I have no idea how much this sort of thing is worth. I will check the tuition at Stanford and quote him six years worth.
1: Are you sure you want to go that low? And your goodwill.
0: Deal. Let's meet. When do you want to meet? Um... I'll try to fit it in before my meeting with Peasley. Oh, so in a couple hours. (laughs) Yeah. I'm still at the winery. See you then. See you soon. Oof. not used to being sneaky. Okay. So, when the time comes, I will head off to the winery. The drive
1: there is peaceful through wine country. The air is crisp. It's relaxing. You kind of get in touch with yourself. One of your motivations is clean air, pure water, no cars in sight, and you definitely are getting the clean air out here. You pull into the winery, and uh, again, your vehicle is one of the least expensive things here. Even the go-kart might be worth more. A maitre d' meets you at the door. Hello, Mr. Redacted. Um, Mr. Clopper uh, is expecting you.
0: Good. I don't expect to be long. He's taking breakfast on the balcony. All right. Done. Lead done.
1: Leads you to the balcony, and you get... It overlooks the parking lot, but still overlooks the vinery and has a great view beyond the parking lot. He stands up and motions for you to come over.
0: Good to see you again.
1: Yes, I did not expect to see you so soon.
0: Neither did I, but uh, I decided that uh, I preferred not to hold on to this particular item any longer. May I look at it? Certainly.
1: puts his hand, looks it over, smells it, looks through a page gently, flips a few more pages. I will transfer this amount of money to you, as this is its value to me. And you have my goodwill.
0: Well, I appreciate that.
1: Do you have your bank information? Yeah, I can pull that up. They may call you in because of the amount. I would expect them to. Good, 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 good. Well, I believe this might take care of your child's uh, university fund and some left over for yourself and your wife.
0: Yes, that would be nice.
1: And he slides an envelope to you and you give him your bank information. He types a few things into his phone and you get an alert about suspicious activity being transferred uh, for your bank. They are requesting you to call in and then, or visit a local branch.
0: All right. Will you be joining me for breakfast? I'm, fr- I'm afraid not, I've got another appointment. Oh. Be a busy man. Eh, at the moment I am, yes. Well, after, after this, maybe
1: you can take some time off. It's a pleasure doing business with you, sir. And with you, he extends his hand for you to shake it. I'll shake it. The man has his money, and I have it. Have this, and he pats it. This will help us immensely.
0: Good to know, and I hope we can share inf- information again in the future. Sounds good. And I will uh, say goodbye and take my leave. You head
1: back to your car. You realize that there are quite a few digits on the note. There's two commas and eight digits. Wow. You could buy a house outright.
0: Yeah. Might have some explaining to do to the IRS.
1: You sold a rare item. Yep. But yeah, this will change your tax
0: bracket. (laughs) And I will. Okay, I'll make a quick call to the bank.
1: They call to verify that there was a very large transfer to your account. They asked that if that was correct.
0: Yes, that is correct.
1: We can provide you with the portions of the funds immediately, a very small portion of those funds, but the rest we will need to have you come in and sign off on due to the very large amount. Also possibly speak with a financial counselor.
0: Uh, yes, uh, I will... Probably have to wait a few days for that, but I will I will uh, make an appointment. You said an appointment for about four or five days out. Now I will start heading for uh, San Rafael.
1: Traffic to get there, it's almost as though that you hit, again, every single red light. Dominican University of California is as pretty as it was before. The early uh, afternoon air is crisp. There is a slight smell of pine in the air. There are the sounds of people milling about as it's an active university.
0: Well, find a parking space and uh, head for Dr. Peasley's office.
1: You head upstairs and arrive at Dr. Peasley's office. When you touch the doorknob, the writing on the window seems to fade a little bit and Get a little bit jagged, but you think it might just be a trick of your eyes. You open up the door, and Professor Peasley stands from his desk ah excellent you've 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 arrived.
0: Yes, and uh had quite a night. No,
1: well, hopefully it was a good night.
0: No, not at all. I'm sorry to hear that. Did you bring the things that I need? Yes, I'm glad to get rid of them at this point. May I see them? I will pull out what I have now, which is the, uh, fake cable and a copy of the flash drive. Oh, excellent. Well... Your former associates, uh, paid me a visit last night. They would like these back. Well, if that is the case, I'm glad that you are giving them to me now.
1: Thank you. What exactly do you plan to do with them? Well, they cannot be trusted in the hands of just anyone. Humanity is not ready for the information
0: that is on here. And how do you plan to keep them safe and away from humanity? I have my ways of doing so. Now that I have these, it's, uh... I do have another appointment. Thank you very much. Well, honestly, I'm glad to see the last of them. It's been a pleasure. And, uh, you take care of yourself.
1: I will. Give Mr. Castillo my regards. I'll do that,
0: and I will walk out the door and head home.
1: When you close the door behind you, you see the lettering of his name is gone off of the glass of the window. You get about five or six steps away from the door, and you hear a loud pop. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Dan Voschkevich, the handler. Our story is based upon the role-playing game Delta Green by Art Dreams Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Back in Bedlam is an original story created by me, Dan Voschkevich, with assistance from Seth Jones. If you like our story, there are a few ways you can support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Steven Schwartz, Director Ryo, Jonathan Powell, Tom Padula, M.S. Aznacar, Heather Nay, nee, Jen Obertaz, Jake Blair, Bomb Clancy, Kit Thompson, Danny, Lady Benavial, Sherrick Manning, Red Dead Coquette, Blardimus, Ginger Fury, Dr. Christian Lehman, Kate, DB, Eli the Kraut, Mickey Maki, Robbie Nowell, and the entity some have called George? If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on all the usual social media sites. Also check out our website www.theredactedreports.com. All of our handouts are archived there. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach out to Agent Harker through the contact form there. The Redacted Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quest and Chaos. If you like what you hear with us, please give Quest and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons and Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Join us next week. Because a single inky black wing propels a hunter through the darkness of night and eyes Way too many eyes peer at us from the abyss, waiting for us to let down our guards so they can consume our puny existence and subjugate the remainder of us in the name of the Old Gods.